whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Yo. What's up, man? What's good? Uh, bonjour. No. <laughs> I don't speak a fucking word of French. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I'm just kidding. You know, it, we, we, it's a, it is a, a second language here in Canada, yeah, but it is not one that I speak very well. I was just joking a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, How's everybody doing? Right How you doing, man? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm chilling outside of my studio right now because it's super nice out right uh, today okay. here in British Columbia, and um, and yeah, we don't you know we don't also don't get to go outside very often these days. So I'm just enjoying it. Nice. Is that a car next to you? I know that you drive old cars. I do. Yeah, not this one though. This is uh, this is an Audi. So this is not my my Cadillac or my Harley or anything cool. It's just the vehicle I drive around town in. Dylan, it's a pleasure that uh, you took the time out of your day to talk to us a little bit. Yeah, no, thanks um, for having me on. Sure. And I want to start off just by asking you a very simple question just for anyone who might not know the wild. Um, yeah. Uh, I found this description online, uh, which I would like to read to you. The wild are sure. a perfect mixture of rock and roll swagger and punk rock attitude. Lifers on the highway paved by the many great bands that came before them. Art, authenticity, and a deep commitment to what they do. Is that a good description of you guys? Yeah, I like that. I like that. I think that that's fairly accurate. Um, it's almost as if it was written by somebody on our team. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. I, I think really the thing with us that is always important to... Um, stay relevant in the whole story and stay consistent with is just you know we're a rock band that we're a bunch of guys in a rock band that grew up playing punk rock and you know mm -hmm. and through through the influences kind of with us is rock and roll you know rockabilly punk rock but also the blues and that's sort of the the melting pot that uh makes us who we are which i think is what you hear in the, on the new record um the sound is very i feel like uh, I kind of described it to my friends as uh, rock and roll, hard rock, and uh, and punk rock having a threesome, with uh, each one on top uh, on some sometimes and uh, dominating sometimes, and all in all a good, a decent rock and roll fuck fest. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. That's perfect. I like that a lot. Good for you. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to borrow that sometime. That's all right. You can do that whenever you want. <laughs> so uh, obviously. <laughs> You touched on it a little, uh, the whole corona situation. It's going on everywhere right now. That's why we're talking online. Um, for the people who might not know, how locked up is Canada right now? How, how restricted are you guys? It's not too bad. I mean, I'm out. You know, I can, I can still come to my studio here and, and work mm -hmm. and, and do things like this. Um, so it's not too bad. You know, it, it's... It's we have it better than some places in the world, I think. Hold on, I'm just sitting down on the carpet. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's not too bad. I mean, but you know, we're definitely recommended to be inside as much as we can, um, which is important. You know, that's cool. Everybody, everybody for the most part is being uh, being pretty, you know, respectful of it and, and taking it seriously. Um, there are some things, man. Like I will say. I seen something in the news or on, on the internet on yesterday, I think it was, where there was a family 
that went rollerblading and they all lived together as, you know, husband, wife, and their kids. And they got fined a bunch of money, like almost a thousand dollars for doing it. And I thought that was pretty extreme, but other than that, you know, it's, it's, it's not too crazy right now. I mean, people, like I said, people are taking it seriously, but it's, um, we're still allowed to drive places at the moment. So <laughs> I knew it. I knew what that fucking thing would come down. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> my banner just fall, fell. That, I knew oh, that oh. would happen. I knew it. I knew it. Well, it's all right. Well, for, yeah, for everybody just tuning in, uh, the rock antenna banner has fallen, but it is still rock antenna all day. Yeah, so. still rock antenna. <laughs> it's still rocking. Um, <laughs> obviously, the whole thing uh, is a bummer for, for live bands and bands that go on the road a hell of a lot like you guys do. Um, you should be out right now with Takeda in Europe yep. and after that with Airborne in Canada. Yep. Obviously, everything postponed. How do you as a band or how do you personally cope with such a, such a change in lifestyle for someone who's on the road so much? Yeah, it's definitely tough, man. It's, um, I think uh, you just have, the, one of the things for me anyway is, is kind of knowing that like everybody in the entire world is affected by this. <clears throat> and it's not just, you know, musicians. So it's important to kind of pull yourself out of that sometimes to just sort of um, recognize that it's, you know, like you get, you get wrapped up in your own personal shit and you're like, oh man, like a record came out and, you know, the single was doing really well in the charts and you got all these shows to go along with the record release and, and shit like that. And, and, you know, that can, uh, you can get concerned with that, but then, you know, man, like I've known people and I, and I know there are people out there that don't even have a place to live. You know what I mean? It, or or food and, and, and shit like that. And like, not not only is that terrible and, and very hard on a good day, but imagine dealing with that on a worldwide pan pandemic, knowing that you don't have proper, you know, care if you get sick or anything like that. So I don't know. I think it's just two parts. It's it's important to to try to stay busy <clears throat> and do whatever you got to do. Um. But also to remember that it's just there's a lot going on in the world right now, and it's just sort of bigger than all of us. So knowing that we're all in it together is kind of something that's helped me out. That and Jägermeister. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. yep. Always the go-to. And, and unlike in Germany, you got the good CBD stuff. I got the good what? The good CBD stuff. Oh, you got to go to you got to go to Switzerland for the good CBD. Yeah. Let's change the topic or I'm going to get sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking about staying positive and uh, doing what you can, you guys did something pretty awesome maybe 10 days ago, which was an awesome Facebook live stream. Um, a, a lot of bands are doing like quarantine shows, stuff like that right now, but I think you took it to another level. I mean, it was a really, really big production, uh, like a real, real many camera angles, lights, a big show it was really awesome um oh, thank thank you do you plan on doing more stuff like that because i think people are gonna really do it. yeah i would you know what it's the, the last one happened um not that long ago so we're still gonna be you know just sort of promoting it um and it was really cool uh, it like i'll admit it's not the same as playing live you know it's not the same thing as having a crowd 
Um, but right now, I mean, we can't, we don't have that option. So I think doing something is better than doing nothing. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's, it's important to, uh, try to, to do these things when you can. And, you know, we had proper clearance to do that from our provincial government and, um, uh, minister of health and things like that. So we were lucky to get in when we did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say like, I, I don't know when that's able to happen again, just d- due to the, the severity of lockdown and isolating and, and shit like that. But I'll tell you, like, if we are able to do it again, we will. And that's, again, it's, it's not like we would prefer to do that than play live. Trust me, we would very much rather be on the road right now, um, supporting this record and doing that. But if it's not an option to do that, then again, it goes back to what I was saying. It's better to do something than to do nothing. So it all, at this point, it's sort of not in our hands. If we're able to do it, we will, um, hundred percent. But right now we, uh, we wait, I suppose. I guess I heard through the grapevine that the show almost didn't happen. The uh, the one you were about to do, someone whispered you, something to me. You heard about that? That's good. Wow, yeah. you really did. Really plugged into the right people. Um, yeah, no, that's <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. It, it uh, we did get shut down. We did. We got shut down um, twice actually. So first, it was going to happen. Um, we had some people on the crew involved in doing it that were sick. Just, you know, nobody contracted Corona, but, uh, it just was, um, precautionary. You know what I mean? Um, so we played it safe and we got shut down that time. We postponed it two weeks. So we came back. Um, and then, yeah, the, the production facility and the production warehouse was not having it. They were, you know, concerned for liability sake and, and things like this. And, uh, so for anybody who wants to know something interesting about that, um, we were told we weren't, we were loading in, we were about to load in to load all our gear in and start uh, rehearsal and sound check and things like this. <clears throat> and, um, we were told we couldn't. So we assumed it was off. I went to sleep and I got up in the early in the morning And I started trying to convince these guys to do it again. And, uh, you know, they came around. I think they realized that we had, you know, really the proper um, credentials to be able to do it. Like I said earlier, we had, you know, permission from uh, our provincial government and uh, our minister of health. And they came on board at the last minute. So anyway, it goes like this. We literally, about an hour and a half before we played that show, we just loaded straight in put the gear down and played the show without a sound check or rehearsal, warm up camera test, lighting test. And it's funny as hell because, <clears throat> you know, you spend your whole, you know, your whole career doing these things where you, uh, you have, you're, you're used to that sort of thing. You know, you're punk rocking it or you're the opening band or you're just getting your start and nobody really gives a shit about you. Um, so they're just, yeah, 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 go on put your equipment on and just go on stage. You'll be fine. So the joke's on you because we have spent our entire lives doing that. <laughs> so we, we were quite, we were quite ready for it. Um, but it's funny because, you know, it's our big production and multi-camera yeah. angles and soundboard and lights and all this shit. And we still can't get a damn sound check. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I think it was a hell of a gig, so I didn't. I don't think you needed a sound check, man. <laughs> oh, thank you. It was fun. You know, like it's cool. Like I said, you got. It's better to do something than do nothing. And right now, that was as cool as we could possibly do. You know, a rock show for the fans. So hey, everybody out there that watched it enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. People have already been asking in, in the comments about the new album. So let's talk about. I uh, still believe rock and roll. Yeah. A new album uh, that dropped just a few weeks ago. And um, how was the general reception? Did people like it? Did you guys, are, are you happy with the record? Yeah, I really am. And it's really rare, I will admit. Generally when a record, um, when I finish a record, I'm really like not sure if I like it. Uh, I go through that whole thing with it where I'm like, <clears throat> uh, could this have been different? Could that have been different? Could I done this better? Could I done that better? That sort of thing. But this record, I feel really confident about right from the start. I was really, really happy. Um, really, really happy with it. And just because of all, I knew all the work that went into it and all the attention to detail. So I was happy right, you know, when I, when we finished it and, you know, I heard it mixed and mastered and everything like that. So that was a good indication that I thought it was going to be that people would enjoy it because I knew that it, it was good for me, you know, and the guys. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I went to bed. I forgot that it was going to be released. Uh, and I went to bed. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I went to bed cause it was a lot going on and I might've been celebrating a little bit, but I went to bed <laughs> and, and it came out at midnight. So I woke up and I forgot that the record was out. And when I woke up, it was number one on iTunes. So that was, uh, wow. That was a that was a nice way to wake up. I was happy with that, and um, you know that sort of stuff doesn't happen without all the fans, um, you know, downloading the record and streaming the record and adding it to their playlists and just really being supportive of us and, and enjoying it. So, I give a big shout out to all the fans out there that uh, supported us and have been supporting us all along, and we basically couldn't do it without you. So, thank you very much. Was there ever thought of postponing the new album, like some bands are doing? Like pushing back the release date to use your the whole Corona shit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just wasn't able to do it. If you want the truth, I wanted to do it. I uh, okay. I wanted. I was very very worried. I was very very worried, and I knew, and I was, and I think my concern, my being so passionate about my concern with it, was came from a place because I felt that the record is really great, and I and I knew how hard we worked on it, and I knew. We had all these tour dates. The single, first single, Playing With Fire, was at number four on the German rock charts. Yeah. You know, we had all these tour dates in Europe. The album was coming out the day of the first tour, or the first show on tour in Budapest. You know, all this momentum leading up and hard work, plans leading up to the album release that I've, that we spent a lot of time working on that stuff. You know, you, so there's a lot of people behind the scenes on our team working on that stuff, you know, so... Um, I was really concerned that the record, because I love the record so much and I, and I felt really strongly about it, I was really concerned that it wouldn't get the proper love and attention that it would because of all, you know, the shit going on and not being able to be on tour to support it. So if you want, yeah, if you want the truth, I did try to postpone it, but <laughs> everyone on my team talked me out of it, you know? So they just said, look, man, like it's, it's a, it's a, if you, if you don't do it, you're going to be waiting a long time, potentially. We don't know. And I'm glad that they talked me out of it for two reasons. Because, uh, number one, it was our, our record before this record came out three years ago. 
that's a long time to be touring one record, which we did, you know, and we're thankful that people did to have been able to do that. But if we would have waited to release, you know, more new music, I don't think that would have been good either. Not to mention, we had a lot of stuff planned with press and radio. And um, the biggest thing of all, I think, is I realized in doing it that there was a lot of people out there, a lot of fans out there that really needed something in this time that we're going through where things are just really confusing and difficult and, you know, you get frustrated and shit like that. So I think, you know, for a lot of people, it was a, a bit of a way to escape all of that. And um, if we uh, if we could be part of somebody's positive experience in a really in a worldwide pandemic that has a lot of people feeling this frustrated i mean that's pretty cool so again i give it back to the fans um and just say thank you for that and what and I, you know what i'll also say thank you to everyone on our team beastie butterfly uh e1 spv you know seaside touring everybody uh, october promotions everybody on the european and north american team um that stood by us and uh assured me that it was the right decision to still release it. Do you have a favorite song of the new record? Um, I think it changes every day. I mean, like, I really like Crazy For You, but I think there's always, gonna, for me, there's always going to be something special about um, Bad News. Bad mm -hmm. News was the, was the song I wrote for the record. Um, that when I wrote it, I knew that And I found the direction. I found the direction for the album, and, and that was really important. It just really set the tone and set laid the foundation of how the whole record was going to feel and had the right energy. So I really love that song. I really love "Crazy for You," "King of This Town's Killer." You know, one of, it's I, truthfully, man. I really, I'm really proud of every song on that record because I worked so fucking hard on it, and I just put all. I think I don't think I've ever worked that hard on any record or anything I've ever done in my life. So um, I just. I feel really good about all of them. And I wanted to give all, every song their own personal thing to say and, and moment and, and message and theme. So, you know, they're all different, but I love them all for different reasons. And you uh, didn't just write the songs. You also produced and mixed, uh, co-produced and co-mixed all of the stuff together with uh, a very experienced person, uh, Mark Fraser. Yeah, who, Mike uh, Fraser. Uh, yeah. Mike Worked along with uh, with uh, ACDC, Metallica, Aerosmith, some big names. Um, what does someone like that bring to the table with so much experience? Yeah, so I, I would say I didn't mix it with much. Mike, Mike's the engineer and mix it, but and mixer uh, who mixed the record, engineer and he mixed the record. But we we produced it together because Mike and I are a very good team for production, and it's part and parcel to the fact that we have a really great relationship. And I think that's really <clears throat> the biggest thing that Mike brings, not, uh, not only just to the band, but to me as an artist, as a, as you know, a production team, because, uh, we know each other so well that, you know, you just get this vibe of being able to communicate properly when you're trying to achieve something in the studio is really important and it's really crucial to making a record. And I think, you know, the, because of our relationship, we're able to get to those ideas Or they get to the uh, <clears throat> the expectation of what that idea might be a lot quicker. Um, not only that, Mike's just such a, he's such a genius with sound, 
in terms of mixing and, and, and being a great engineer. He just, I mean, his resume speaks for itself. He's, he's been a part of so many great, timeless, influential records that it, it, for bands that I love and I've always loved, grew up listening to, so it's, it only made sense that we'd work together. But the coolest thing for me is the progression of the band, but also the progression of Mike's role as producer-engineer uh, in that relationship because he, not only have we grown as a band record to record, he has adapted to that that growth and shifted with us because you listen to the first record, it sounds fucking killer, but you listen to the second record, it also sounds killer, but it sounds a bit different, but it still sounds like us. And this third record, Still Believe in Rock and Roll, for me personally, this is my own um, opinion, and this is subjective, and I, I might be biased, of course, because it's my band and all that, but um, I feel like we... Not, we not only as a band found our lane as a, as a, as style and in you know in songwriting and, and things like that and melody and all that stuff and but Mike found the sound the the proper sound and the perfect sound to match that and that's a great harmony you know sort of um, thing that happens with making records and I feel like that's uh, that's something that doesn't happen often in life so again we're thankful for that shout out to Mike we love you. Yeah, you, you seem super happy with the new record. Yeah. You really show. Yeah, man. Very happy. You touched on it. You touched on it that uh, playing with fire um, reached almost the top in the German rock single charts. And I generally feel like uh, Germans have a good feel for what you do. They they enjoy your style of music. Any idea why? I think Germans just really love rock music and they really support rock bands that um, are authentic. I think mm. that's one of the biggest things ever. I think um, I think fans in general, you know, really have this thing where they can tell, they can really tell if you're, uh, if you're real and they can tell if you're bullshit, you know. I think it, it doesn't, it, there's just something about fans of music where they can tell when they have a favorite artist and they've been with that artist for a while, they know if they're, uh, if they're real or not. And, um, our German fans, uh, you know, there's, they, they just, I just love that. They just, they support, they immerse themselves in the culture and they support the hell out of bands they love and they don't falter. They don't, they don't, there's no waiver with the German rock fan. You know, if they love you in the first record, they'll love you in the fourth record, even if you put out a shitty record. And uh, <laughs> that sort of <laughs> that sort of loyalty um, is really cool, man. It's 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 awesome. And, and you know, you get to Europe, and we uh, we've been lucky. We've been going there for quite a while, a few years now, and it's just like seeing people follow us from show to show all over Europe and support our band that way is like such a fucking crazy thing. And I just love it, man. I, it, you know, I feel like some of some of the fans uh, we've connected with on a personal level as well, and become friends, and yeah, just that undying loyalty and support and desire, passion, and you know, conviction, all that authentic stuff, all that real stuff for rock music and rock and roll music and punk rock and hardcore just really, really, really lives and breathes in Germany, and it's it's cool to see, especially from being from a different country. So we're very, very thankful for it. <clears throat> and we're thankful for it that, uh, that we hear stuff like that from guys like you. It's great. 
And Beastie Butterfly says Germans and Canadians just connect. It's the love for the beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's not wrong. She's not wrong. You know, if we, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. German, you know what? We, we, we got strong. Americans think that Canada has strong beer. And I just said, if you think we got strong beer, go to Germany. If you want the best <laughs> beer in the world, you go to Germany. And I and I have uh, tried one or two in my life, so you could you could take that to the bank. <laughs> Plus Jägermeister, come on, hey, come on, come on. Yeah, Jägermeister, and what's the one that had in uh, Dusseldorf? Killipitch. Oh, okay. similar to Jägermeister, only a little bit stronger, I think, and uh, very nice, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. You have to like that kind of stuff. I don't know. It always makes yeah. you dizzy. That's the good thing. See, that's how you know it's good. <laughs> um, I think maybe we could take some some questions from some guys in yeah. the comments if anyone wants for it. Yeah, here I'll I'll take. Gonna, I'll just dipping my shades off earlier so I could uh, sure. I could see who's got some questions out there for me. Not for me. Yeah, no, yeah. Give Easy. shoot some shoot some to both of us if you got some. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm scrolling back. I see none. I don't know if you remember me, but maybe you do. Either way, your shows came into my life when they needed to be there. Miley, thank you very much. Is there going to be a Does, What About You or a Gasoline song from this COVID-19? Yeah, I don't know. You know, this This is our boy Jay in Montreal. He's tuning in from Canada. Shout out to Jay. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm not very inspired to write lyrics during this time. I will admit... <clears throat> It's not, I mean, it's not my time to be inspired lyrically, I'll tell you. I could write a lot of uh, cool riffs that sound angry and pissed off, and that's cool. And I mean, I'll probably do a lot of that. But as far as lyrics, I mean, I'm not going to be sitting around writing about sitting on the couch. So, but maybe, maybe uh, that's, a, that's a good thought, maybe. There's another, what was the biggest realization you have had in your life? What made you say, fuck? Well, that's an interesting question, Miley. I say fuck a lot. Uh, I don't know. But the biggest realization I had in my life, um, I don't know. I mean, you could, uh, is that, is that you only get, it sounds, this sounds cliche, but it's true. You only get one life. You only get one chance to do this shit. So I live every fucking day as hard as I can. And uh, that to whatever that means to you, to anybody out there, Just go for it. Do it because you, this is your shot. So you work work as hard as you fucking can or as little as you want and just make sure you, you find something that you're happy doing and do it because this is it. This is all you get. All right, Dylan, is there anything left you have to say for the people out there? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Just everybody be cool. Everybody take it easy out there. and Um... Everybody just uh, hang on. It's really all I can say, you know. It's uh, it's a crazy time, and I'm thankful to have uh, all of you out there supporting us and uh, just being down, you know, with us over the years. And uh, shout out to Rock Antenna for always uh, supporting us as well. Shout out once again to Beastie Butterfly. We love you. And um, and yeah, you know, just. Uh, Think of it as a vacation in your mind, and then it becomes fucking awesome.
because you can do whatever you want. <laughs> that's the best. That's, yeah, that's all I could say, I guess. I mean, thank you. Thank you again for the support. And um, not just us, but other all your other favorite bands out there. Musicians are kind of people that... Um, that not it's not about all about the money for us believe me we need to have release playing live to be just to allow ourselves to be who we are and right now there's a lot of your friends and bands that you love that are unable to do that so uh, check in on your musician friends and make sure they're doing all right and keep supporting the bands that you love and rock and roll will never die Dylan, i thank you very much for your time uh, for someone who calls himself a villain it was a very nice time Wonderful chat. Um, <laughs> I hope uh, that you stay safe and that rather sooner than later we can see you guys over here again. Absolutely. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.